1: over the next hour you will be a witness and companion to our guests spiritual path and sacred testimony welcome to song of the soul
0: shelter follow your heart love find you truth will unbind you seek out a song
1: Pleased to have as my guest today on Song of the Soul Sharon Jensen Olson. Sharon was raised Catholic, running away from home definitively at the age of fourteen, and has not found a spiritual home that seems to fit her as of yet. She loves singing along with the radio, with pop and country topping her list of musical favorites. And besides that, she's my little sister by two years. Sharon, welcome to Song of the Soul. This is the first time I get to interview one of my relatives from one of my programs.
2: Hello, and thank you for having me here.
1: Does it feel comfortable to you to be interviewed by your big brother?
2: No, actually, it feels kind of weird, and I feel like laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I did.
1: So we're a pretty laughing family. Sharon is my sister, two years younger. So we're pretty close in time in a lot of ways, and we were listening to the same radio stations and such growing up as well. Sharon, like me, of course, you were raised Catholic. What memories do you have of being raised Catholic?
2: I remember as a child going to church, and on Sundays, the girls always had to wear hats. And then they changed that and said, now you don't have to wear hats. And I never understood that, because if it was a rule of the church, how do you change those rules? (laughs) I thought it all stems down from religion and its way and why you had to do it.
1: I don't think you think of yourself much as Catholic anymore, do you?
2: No, I don't think I ever really did think of myself as Catholic. That was just, you know, what was forced on us to practice when growing up.
1: When was the last time you regularly went to Catholic Church?
2: Probably when I was about 13, 14 years old.
1: And since the rest of us kept on going, why did you stop at that time?
2: I had left home at the age of 14 and went into a girl's home for three and a half years or so. And while you had the option to attend services there, outside services, which I did go to once in a while. They were all Catholic services that I went to. It just was never something that actually reached me in any way.
1: Of course, you and I are part of this email circle of relatives, brothers, sisters, and cousins. And occasionally the topic of religion comes up. What would you say is your point of view when those discussions pop up?
2: Well, that's a hard question for me, my point of view. When it comes to religion, I know people of many different religions. And I respect their thoughts on religion. Whether I agree with them is a whole different story. I see contradictions in different religions and the way people preach them and the way they practice them. And, of course, I was brought up that way, too. I, As you know, in our family, what I saw, what religion was saying, and or you have to go to church, the way people live their life yet went to church considering themselves Catholic, religious, I thought it was contradictory of how they did it.
1: Do you think of yourself, on the other hand, as being spiritual in any way, shape, or form?
2: No, I really don't think of myself as spiritual. I guess not in the way I would look at spiritual for other people.
1: Religion may not have fit for you, but I think that music fits for you pretty much. Are you pretty constantly listening to music when you're at home?
2: Oh, yes. I'm an avid music follower of all types, except for heavy metal.
1: You're not a heavy metal but folk music, country music, rock, pop, all of those things. You like them all. Any particular favorites, or do you just equally share across the board?
2: I pretty much share across the board. I think country and pop would be my most favorite.
1: Well, let's dive right in. You've got a fair selection across the board here. For your first song, you chose Just a Closer Walk With Thee, sung in this case by Patsy Cline. Why Patsy Cline? Why Just a Closer Walk With Thee?
2: Well, Patsy Cline is probably my all-time favorite singer. I was raised on country music to begin with. As you know, our father was a country music fan. And she sings with a lot of soul, I think. I mean, when she sings, it sounds like she's singing with her heart. That's why Patsy Cline, as far as the song goes... I know a lot of people, as I said, that you know follow religion in one way or other. They're Catholic, or some are practicing, some are not. And I envy them in a way, their, their beliefs, that they are able to feel that belief inside of them that I can't. This song just kind of makes me think of how they would feel about their beliefs.
1: It's in a way that you kind of envy them, and that this song feels like that centered place where they really feel held by the divine. Correct.
2: I couldn't have said it better.
1: There's a reason you have a big brother in your life. When did you come in contact with this song? Is this one that goes back to childhood, or is it more recent?
2: It actually is more recent. Once I had gotten more involved in the computer and was able to get my own music, I was in looking for Patsy Cline songs, and this song came up. I had also had custody of my grandchildren, and I wanted to expose them to some religious aspects in life. I was talking a fair amount with our brother Bruce at the time, and I started taking the grandkids to his church just so they would have some exposure to religion and what was out there. Not that I was saying, oh, I wanted them to be Catholic or I wanted them to follow. I just wanted them to have exposure. So I took the kids to his church. We went there a few times, but it didn't last long
1: how would you characterize the church that bruce goes to
2: compared to back when i went to church as a child it's a whole new thing they have the singing the guitars the piano drums if necessary the priest himself while doing his sermon made it very humorous and very down to earth like he's just one of us you know and this is the way life is and you can joke about it too along with the religion so that was nice it was a good experience
1: but just not your cup of tea in the end there, well, let's listen to Patsy Klein as she puts her heart into singing just a closer walk with thee. Walk, walk, walk. Walk, walk,
0: walk. Just a closer walk with thee I am weak but thou art strong. Ma, 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 ma. Gee, to keep me from all wrong. Planet Jesus is my plea.
1: Obviously, Sharon, I've got the inside track on a lot of your life, having lived around you, most of it. I suspect I know where the following song comes from. Why did you pick out Elvis Presley and Lisa Marie for this next song?
2: Well, the song is Don't Cry Daddy, and it's about a man who lost his wife. His wife had passed away, and he had children. And I just find it very touching because we had experience in our father had experienced the same thing. As you know, our mother died when we were all very young. And I see in my family a lot of lost souls due to this, the way I look at things anyhow. And this song just kind of expresses, I think, how I felt as a child too.
1: I know you and I ended up taking different paths as we grew up. I think for you it maybe even had bigger lifestyle effects.
2: Yes, I believe it did. Once our mother had passed away and our father remarried approximately a year later to a woman that had children, there was definitely friction between the girls in the family and our stepmother. And I ended up leaving home at an early age because of this because it was hard to get along with this woman, although she didn't have it easy herself.
1: Of course, we never know if our mother had lived on if the same kind of friction might not have come up, but it very clearly did come up in your my childhood. So many years, uh, I didn't see you virtually at all for four years, have contact with you. What do you think happened to your spirit, your heart, your whole being as a result of that experience?
2: Well, I learned life fast, growing up faster experiencing a lot of things at a younger life, being leaving home at 14. I was often a runaway and on the streets, and I got involved in things I shouldn't have. But it just taught me more about the different types of people that were out there, I think, than had I led a more sheltered-at-home life. Spiritually, I never did pick up the same type of spiritual feelings that I see other people have. Mine was just all more people feelings, you know, experiencing people and the different types.
1: From my point of view, you, and actually most of our brothers and sisters, are pretty outgoing, pretty gregarious and friendly. You didn't have family there with you through much of those high school years. Did you have steady friends, people you felt like you could fall back on a lot?
2: I had friends that I was with for several years but eventually did lose contact However, during all those years, I did maintain contact with my family quite a bit. It may be once every couple months, but I always knew that they were there, that if I needed them, they would be there for me. I was lucky that way.
1: Let's listen to Sharon's second song in her Song of the Soul, Don't Cry Daddy, harking back to the loss of our mother when I was nine and when Sharon was seven years old.
3: In my head My toes still wet my last night's tears and As I think of giving up a voice inside my coffee cup Keep crying out Ringing in my ears Don't cry daddy Just don't seem right. It just don't seem right. cuz every time I cry, oh, it hurts my future so much. Would be the same tonight. Don't.
1: Sharon, are you much of a moviegoer?
2: No, I really don't go to movies often, but I do tend to rent them once in a while and take them home.
1: On the average, what do you see per month or per year?
2: I'd say on the average, two or three a month.
1: I'm asking that in part because this next song was part of the soundtrack for Pay It Forward. Was that a movie that had pretty big impact for you?
2: I know it certainly made me cry a lot. Yeah, it had a very large impact. Uh, for those of you that don't know the story, it's a little boy that comes up with an idea of changing the world, and it's called Pay It Forward, where you pick three people and you try to do something really good, life-altering but good for them, and then they have to take, each person has to take three, and it's just supposed to spread out across the world till everybody does it for more people. It just makes everybody's life greater. And the whole concept of it was, I thought very super and touching that a little boy, of course, like I know it's a movie, but a little boy, would start thinking this way, and and it it brought in the different parts of uh, people in life. One's a teacher, one's an alcoholic, ex-alcoholic. The mother is and abuse. There was just all different aspects of life in it too.
1: What part does this song play in that movie? Calling all angels is the name of the song. Where does it come into the movie?
2: This song is played at the end, and I don't want to tell if you guys go out and watch the movie, but at the end something very sad happens with the little boy dying, and this song is playing, and it shows what he had started actually did make a difference, and people started showing up from who knows where at this mother's house where she had thought that it was really going nowhere you know, that it would never reach this magnitude and this whole song is playing. And pretty much I think it says it's calling all angels. To me, it was like everybody was an angel helping everybody.
1: We'll tune in here to a song from the movie Pay It Forward. The name of the song is Calling All Angels and it's sung by Jane Syberry.
3: Santa Coppelia, Santa way, how much, weight, how, much and it's how long and how far and how many times Oh,
1: next song you picked out Sharon is by Shania Twain do you suppose she's any relationship to Mark Twain
2: I don't think so (laughs) she uh, actually changed her name
1: I wonder what tempts all these great performers like Mark Twain and Shania Twain to choose those names instead of the good old names that they've got obviously she's in the country music arena and you picked from this moment on What connection do you have with this song? What does this one bring to your mind?
2: Well, this song also had come out around the time when I was involved with my grandchildren, them living with me and going to my other brother's church. When I would listen to this song alone, I could picture, uh, after watching some of the people in church and meeting some of the people really involved with the church, picture them having that feeling towards God. Christ, or however you would want to phrase it, and committing themselves to that being that they felt, that spirit that they felt. And that is why I picked that one. I thought, well, if I was that way, this is a song that I thought would really show that.
1: What does she say in the song? What are the words in the song that express that for you?
2: Well, some of the words are, from this moment, life has begun. From this moment, you are the one. Words like, I live only for your happiness, I stand beside you through everything, and that's just the way I see people talking about Christ, and that's the commitment that they would have to Him.
1: Are you saying also that you feel somewhat sad for your lack of that in your life?
2: In a way, I think I do, but like I said before, I'm envious of people that have such conviction and such a a belief to be so sure of something that I could never imagine being so sure of at this point in life, anyhow.
1: And is there anything you think that particularly keeps you from having that kind of surety?
2: I think maybe because when you speak to one person in their one belief in religion and another one in theirs, there's a lot of differences. I guess you would say in the end that no, I think that's it because there's so much differences in everybody's religion. And they have such confidence in what they believe is going to happen or what they believe is real out there, but they're different from what the next one believes.
1: What are the things that you believe? What are the things that you feel clearest about?
2: People (laughs) is what I feel clearest about. Who you can count on in life, how you should treat people. Just this is what we have, people. And I actually look and... As you know, I think we kind of discussed this the other day. I see people that do, I think, grasp onto religion or to the concept of God more for an escape or just a plausible reason for anything in life just so that they won't have to deal with it in a different way. I see them use it kind of as a crutch, anything to make their life easier, which I have no problem with. If it makes their life easier, more power to them.
1: Are there things that you can rate as right or wrong that you see going on? Of course, you and I were raised with Ten Commandments and that kind of thing. What kind of issues strike you as more clearly right or wrong these days?
2: One of my biggest issues is with the judicial system we have in place all across the United States and our handling of criminals, child abusers, the fact that I believe that kids are still treated as almost a property when they see what abusers of children do or don't get through the judicial system. I mean, when you read the papers or read books or anything on child abusers, you'll see people that have abused hundreds of children and spend five years in jail and then somebody that will smoke marijuana or buy marijuana get 10 years in jail. To me, I think our laws are a little screwed up on what we think is bad and what is really bad, that type of thing. I have issues with that, and just with a lot of the laws, actually, and the judges and the lawyers and all that stuff.
1: There's a test that you took on BeliefNet that I passed around to the family, and I think that you came out compatible 100% with Unitarians, right?
2: That's what you told me. (laughs) I don't even really know exactly what a Unitarian is. Except for that it's me.
1: (laughs) So have you been tempted to go check out a Unitarian church and see if that's a place that particularly fits for you?
2: No, I actually haven't been tempted.
1: Well, before we get too far afield on all these things, let's listen to the next song. It's From This Moment On by Shania Twain.
3: I just swear... That I'll always be there I'd give anything And everything And I will always care Through weakness and strength Happiness and sorrow For better, for worse has begun from this moment, you are the one right beside you, is where I belong from this moment.
1: I think we both observed a big change happen in our brother Bruce when he became born again. And there's some of that I imagine you must admire. Not only did he stop drinking and living kind of a damaging lifestyle that way, eventually he was even able to stop smoking, more or less. You're in the midst of that quest right now. What is giving you the support you need to stop that What's actually motivated you to make that change at this point in your life?
2: Well, the actual motivation is waking up during the night, not being able to breathe, the coughing. And nowadays, smoking is more taboo than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I mean, they change restaurants. They change everything into non-smoking, and there's more information available. As you know, I watched our dad die because of smoking mainly. I see the effect it's having on me, and I just decided it's time I make a change. And you're helping me. Thank you.
1: I'm glad to be helping out my sister. It's actually one of the frustrating things that I experience in life to not be able to help people to the degree that I'd like to, to not be able to make the difference for them. One of the reasons I asked you the question about where you're getting support is to Try and help focus on that, which is helpful to you in making the change. Are there other things in your life right now that are helping you?
2: Basically, it's me and what I've decided. Although, of course, everyone in my family is saying, well, yeah, go for it. I mean, we have several smokers in our family. Several were supposed to stop with me on the day that I stopped. It's really not an easy thing, so I can't blame them. But then again, they are behind me 100% on it. Which is always good to have. Be a different experience when I get home and see what I have to deal with.
1: Your daughter, Carla, has never been a smoker. She's lived a smoke free life all these days. And you had her children with you for a year or so. What was their take on your quitting smoking?
2: When I told them I'm quitting smoking, I told my granddaughter, who's now 13 that I would be leaving on the 21st of January on my quest to quit smoking. And I asked her when I got back, would she help me clean my house from top to bottom? And she said, no, but she's got my back. And my grandson just said, good.
1: She's got your back, huh? Well, let's go on to your next song. It's by the Judds, Love Can Build a Bridge. What part has this got in your spiritual journey?
2: This also just refers to people trying to understand other people and to love other people with all their different quirks and ways of life, and that love is the most important thing that you can give.
1: Would you end up feeling offended, Sharon, if someone called you a secular humanist?
2: No, because I wouldn't know exactly what they meant anyhow. (laughs) If it means that I like people too much or something, not a problem. (laughs)
1: Are you a big Judds fan? Oh,
2: I'm not a real big Judds fan. Actually, this song, too, is our older sister, Cindy. Her daughter and her best friend for all their life so far, in their like mid, late 20s now, would sing this song whenever they got together, whenever we were around them. This was their song. Our older sister is a huge Judds fan. Our younger sister is a... Huge Judd fan. This song is just one of the ones that I really love by them.
1: So you're getting sandwiched in the family by the Judd lovers. Not surprising since we're the Juddkins. Uh, for both of us, that's our maiden name, Judkins. So I suppose the Judds kind of fits. I hadn't even thought of that one. Well, let's listen to Love Can Build a Bridge by the Judds.
4: gladly walk across the desert With no shoes upon my feet To share with you the last bite of bread I had to eat I would swim out to save you In your sea of broken dreams When all your hopes are sinking Let me show you what love me Love can build a bridge
3: Between your heart and mine
4: Love can build a bridge Don't you think it's time? Don't you think it's time? But love so loudly, every heart could understand that love and only love can join the tribes of man. I would give my heart's desire so that you might see. The first step is to realize that it all begins with you and me. Love.
1: What's the next song that you picked out for your song of the soul sharing?
2: The next one is What If God Was One of Us by Joan Osborne. (laughs) Because I'm a secular humanistic person. (laughs) And that's what this song pretty much says. Uh, What if God was one of us? If you're not treating the people next to you good is what I see in it. And you don't know that just might be God right next to you.
1: How do you think that the people around you would be different if they thought that any person that they've dealt with might be God? In part I ask that because actually in the Bible it happens pretty frequently. There's angels or sometimes it's Christ himself shows up and people don't recognize them. And for instance in Sodom and Gomorrah there's angels visiting and the people there want to rape the angels. And so God it calls down God's vengeance on Sodom and Gomorrah. How do you think people would treat one another differently if any one of us could be God?
2: I think there'd be a bigger respect for life, and you'd treat everyone around you with more respect and kindness, and there'd be a whole lot less fighting. When you have all these, all the people that are involved in religion and going to church, and they figure they paid their dues, they went to church... It'd make them realize it's not just that hour or two you're putting into church. It's every hour, every minute of every day, and everywhere you go that you'd better be aware that God is actually there somewhere. You just don't know where. It's not just at
1: church. I don't know how well you know your Bible, but in Matthew, Jesus says it specifically whatever you do to the least. Of her brothers to the poorest to the person in jail to the widow to the orphan to the abused child whatever you did to that least person you did that to me and that's kind of what this song is saying isn't it
2: yes i'd have to agree with that it's saying it could be god that you're doing it all to, or it actually is god you're doing it to. for those of you who believe in god
1: well let's listen to what if god was one of us sung here by joan osborne Okay, we're coming up to the last song for your Song of the Soul. I think you know that growing up, Bee Gees were number one favorite for me. How high did they rank in your personal favorites?
2: They ranked right up in number one. I pretty much know all their songs. Listen to them from the beginning and through their disco era and through every era, which they are very much like Cher. They just keep going on and on.
1: Why did you pick out Don't Forget to Remember Me?
2: Because I think in life, really, that most people, that's really what they're actually looking for, is for somebody to remember them, to remember their mark in life, to remember their... That even comes with the religion aspect. You know, when they're looking for their crutch in religion or in God, they're looking for that relief when it comes to the end of your life. And that's where Don't Forget to Remember Me fits in. I think everybody wants to be remembered by Christ, by people on earth. They want to know that this life that they've led has not been for nothing.
1: Are you feeling that way about your life? What would you say are the things that your life has produced, the things that you're happy to be remembered by? Well,
2: like most women, my children, my grandchildren, my family, that is my life. Of course, I count on them remembering me, too. (laughs) The, those are the things that have made me happiest in my life.
1: Well, we'll finish off here. Last song for Sharon's Song of the Soul is Don't Forget to Remember Me by the Brothers Gibb, the Bee Gees.
4: Hold my heart,
0: won't believe that you have left me
3: I keep telling myself that it's true
0: I can't
3: photograph of you girl though I try to forget you somehow
0: i
1: Sharon, one of the unfortunate side effects, I think, of not having you around through those high school years is that in some really formative years, I didn't get to hear how much you can sing. You've been singing along with music playing at our house recently, and you're a pretty good singer. I think we've got a fair amount of that, actually, in our family. Have you taken any opportunities to sing and get out there and perform with our sister Cindy or others?
2: Well, at some family reunions I've sang along. I've done my little bit of karaoke. I could actually sing better when I could breathe better. That's another good reason for quitting smoking when you have to, after every three words, you know. I've always loved singing. I walk around my house singing. I used to do more so when I lived alone. Kind of like your wife, who likes to walk around singing all the time. And yourself.
1: I count it as my good fortune that I've been able to have these two weeks with you up here visiting in Eau Claire. I hope I've been helpful to you, but I also want to let you know that it's been a real gift to me to have you around. There's a lot that you know about the family that I've even forgotten, and so it's been really good for me to have you here.
2: And it's been a pleasure being here and being welcomed and being helped. And I'm going to make another cake for you guys before I leave, (laughs) just to tell you. (laughs) And I appreciate all the help. But I always knew I could count on my family, too. Some of my family doesn't even realize how much they can count on the rest of the family, and that's amazing to me because I know know everyone in my family is just all big-hearted anyhow and will help each and every one of us when needed.
1: Thanks a lot, Sharon, for sharing your Song of the Soul.
2: And thanks for having me.
1: You've been listening to a Song of the Soul interview with Sharon Jensen Olson, my little sister. You can hear this interview again via the internet at my website, northernspiritradio.org and you can also see the list of songs from this program and hear other programs. Song of the Soul is produced by Mark Helpsmeet. If you'd like to share your Song of the Soul with the listeners of WHYS FM radio, please contact me via my email address, helpsmeet at usa.net. That's H-E-L-P-S-M-E-E-T at USA.net And please join me Sundays at 11 a.m. for Song of the Soul. You
3: can